Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. The Daily Dollop podcast is proudly brought to you by The Capital Chemist, Australia's premium community pharmacy where loyalty matters. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I'm chatting about how you can successfully manage or potentially avoid the dreaded 3pm slump. Here's the final part. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hope you're having an amazing week so far. In today's episode, managing the dreaded 3pm slump. So I want to just talk through now for the rest of these episodes on the perceived energy levels. So we've talked about fuel. We've talked about the fact that we need to have an adequate lunch. We need to come prepared with with snacks and that we do want to address fuel issues by eating, you know, more of the appropriate kinds of food. And essentially what we want to do is we want to eat more nourishing, you know, healthy foods as opposed to just eating more food overall and improving our diet quality goes a long, long way. But thinking about your perceived energy, there are a number of things that affect that, which I mentioned right at the beginning, and they are sleep, how much rest you're getting, hydration status, um, and your body's ability to transport oxygen and have enough oxygen. So when it comes to sleep, it's really important to consider this, you know, when it comes to your appetite, so how much your drive is for food and how much you want to eat through the day. You want to consider it when it comes to your concentration levels. Things like brain fog often gets blamed on a poor diet, which, you know, might be the case, but I've met so many people who aren't sleeping very well and they want to blame gluten for their brain fog, but 100% if they slept better, their brain would be functioning better and just their just general sleep hygiene and the quality of their sleep. So maybe they're in bed for eight hours, but they're not actually sleeping well for those eight hours or there's lots of distractions and technology in the room, which is hindering their sleep. Or maybe they're suffering from sleep apnea. And so I encourage you to check out my previous episodes on that, where I talked to sleep consultant Lauren from the Capital Chemist on sleep apnea and, and how that impairs sleep. And I reckon there would be a lot of people who would be undiagnosed with that condition who are really, really suffering with their their sleep quality and then subsequently having really poor perceived energy levels throughout the day. So what I want you to do is think about your sleep and, and how you could improve it because certainly making some tweaks in this area will have a flow-on effect to improving your ability to manage or avoid that 3 p.m. slump time because if you are going to feel daytime sleepiness, it's it's generally in that afternoon period where you're going to feel it. So just thinking about, you know, creating a regular sleep routine. So doing similar things before you go to bed, dimming the lights, removing screens, going outside, having some green, green space time, managing stimulants like caffeine, you know, getting regular physical activity can help you sleep better. So definitely go back and check out that previous episode on on sleep where Lauren gives some really great tips on improving your sleep hygiene. But just just have a check-in 
Um, and if you think back to the very first episode in this new series sponsored by The Capital Chemist, my very first episode, I talk about how just making small improvements to different areas of our life actually then have a, fl- a flow and effect. They all add up to creating really big improvements. So even just a 1% improvement in your sleep combined with a 1% improvement in your snacks combined with a 1% improvement in your lunch being more filling, all of these little tweaks and changes actually can make up and and have a really big difference on your health and your well-being long-term. The next thing to consider after you've thought about sleep is rest. This is something that I definitely need to work on. It's this idea of just like making yourself go hard And then expecting your output to just continue to be high and you just haven't stopped and taken a break. So, you know, I think it's really important to remember that consistency is more important than perfection and that taking like good structured regular planned breaks in your day and in your life can actually help improve like overall output whether it's in your work life or your personal life, things like that. So this is something that I am definitely learning. But if I work hard Monday to Friday, but then I keep going over the weekend, it's like I wake up Monday feeling hit by a bus. But if I work hard Monday to Friday and actually take a break and have some rest over the weekend, I find I'm much more refreshed come Monday morning and ready to go hard again for the next, you know, four or five days. And the same is true like even within your day if you're just going hard all day at work and not taking proper breaks. Sometimes just the perceived low energy in that afternoon time is just you needing to take a break and it's got nothing to do with food at all. And maybe the sugar craving is actually just a distraction that you're wanting as opposed to some fuel that you're you're needing. But only you uh, can can judge that for yourself because only you will know whether you're eating sufficiently and meeting your body's fuel needs and so then can think about whether or not you know you are then yeah needing to take some more breaks and and just having a look at that whole area of your life but there is some recommendations around taking breaks with computer-based work so if you're an office worker is that they reckon in the morning time take short frequent breaks throughout the morning and then in the afternoon take longer and less frequent breaks which is super interesting so maybe give it a try if you've got that flexibility in your work um, to do so and just you know aiming for optimum productivity as opposed to just going hard all day and then crashing and burning at the end something that I need to take on board for sure All right, next up is hydration. So certainly being dehydrated will affect your energy levels and and make that 3 p.m. slump time even more pronounced. We've talked about water consumption on the show before. Adults need between 1.8 to 2.5 litres of water a day. But I have mentioned in a previous episode that it's actually completely impossible to predict exactly how much water someone needs to drink in a day purely because there are just so many factors that influence it. And so researchers just encourage individuals to monitor their hydration status through the colour of their urine, which is super interesting. But you want to have, you know, essentially pale yellow wee is nice hydrated. If it's clear, you're a bit overhydrated. And if it's dark and concentrated, then you're dehydrated. And so drink appropriately to keep your wee an appropriate colour. 
I remember teaching my kids this when they were really little. And so then, you know, while they're still, you know, four, five and six years old, they would yell out from the toilet like, mom, my wee is yellow. I need a drink of water. And then they'd be like, I'm well hydrated, mom. And they just like yell at me from the toilet about their wee colour. Anyway, just having a moment remembering them. So cute. But um, yeah, it's a good tip. They now know what to look for. So, you know, it's good. All right, cool. So the next the next influencer of your perceived energy level is oxygen. And so we need oxygen to survive and function. All of the cells in the body use oxygen except for red blood cells, which is cool, don't you think? So red blood cells are the cells that carry the oxygen to the rest of the body and thus they're the only cell in the body that doesn't need oxygen to survive. How cool is that? So cool. Anyway, but there can be, you know, a number of things that can affect your oxygen, change in air quality, increases or decreases in blood flow. And if you're struggling with deficiencies like iron deficiency, zinc deficiency, B12 deficiency, can all inhibit your body's ability to transport oxygen around the body. So, you know, just checking in on a couple of those things can really help. I personally have battled iron deficiency for a number of years on and off throughout my adulthood just from um, I actually hemorrhaged in my first labor and lost a lot of blood so I was very iron deficient for months after that pregnancy and then I got pregnant really quickly so when my daughter was nine months old I was pregnant again and so just had low iron status since then and then combine that with heavy periods just have yeah, battled. And the fatigue and the exhaustion that I feel when my iron status is low is just, yeah, it's hectic. And I can, I feel it even flows onto how I'm feeling in my mental health, like with anxiety and stuff like that. So yeah, certainly just check in on those things with your GP so that you can have an idea of whether there are any underlying deficiencies that might need treating there. Make sure you go and chat to a qualified dietitian to then find a good dietary strategy to manage those deficiencies as well as um, supplementation too. Now, I want to chat a little bit about stimulants. So these will also affect your perceived energy level. And when I'm talking stimulants, I'm particularly talking about caffeine. So when you're having caffeine in coffee, tea, you know, Coca-Cola, energy drinks or pre-trainers, This is going to affect your perceived energy levels because it does, from a physiological perspective, adjust your metabolism and how your body feels and its access to fuel. But it's only sort of short-lived. And I think the thing to remember about caffeine is that the benefit of caffeine sort of saturates itself in that one to two cups of coffee a day will improve concentration and alertness but often more than that doesn't improve things any further and in fact can then be detrimental because it has the flow-on effect of maybe giving you the jitters or um, exacerbating your anxiety or meaning your sleep suffers. So just be mindful of your overall caffeine intake for the day because getting that back down to a more appropriate level will, will go a long way to, you know, just helping your perceived energy levels. So one of the things that you want to be mindful of with your caffeine is that different drinks contain varying amounts of caffeine. So you're trying to aim for around 300 milligrams or less per day and one shot of espresso coffee has 150 milligrams. 
Um, a tea, depending on how strong you have it, is around 50 milligrams up to 80 milligrams of caffeine. Coke, around the 50 to 80 mark. Energy drinks can be pretty high, similar to caffeine and pre-trainers even higher than that if you know where they are and you take them. Gym junkies, I'm looking at you for the pre-trainers. So just be mindful on that. Try and not exceed 600 milligrams of caffeine a day. Um, But certainly if you need help with managing drinks and stimulants and things like that, checking in and doing a consult with a dietitian is a really great idea. And while we're there, we can have a look at, you know, the fuel and snacks and meals as well. So here are, just to sum up, this series on beating the afternoon slump is create a plan of attack. So thinking back to making those small 1% improvements is here are five things that you can do that just can make small little improvements to your day. Firstly is have a plan for your lunch. So thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch and basing it around that plate model. So lots of veggies, a carb-rich food, a protein-rich food, a fat-rich food in there can just be a super great way to manage that afternoon time, have a lunch there that's feeling satisfying, that you enjoy to eat, that makes you feel good when you eat it. Amazing. And it's so nice to have that prepped in advance so then as you're going throughout the day at work, it's just one less thing that you have to worry about. The second thing is then pre-deciding what you are going to snack on and when you're going to snack. And I would encourage you to snack when your body feels hungry. Don't try and ignore the hunger and not eat when you are hungry, right? Is eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. And and if you've got pre-decided snacks ready to go, they can just be super handy to have when the hunger um, starts to, to raise its little head. The third thing is to stack or pair habits for snacks and breaks. So if there are like breaks or different things that you do every day that are a habit is stack those habits. So then think, okay, I'm going to have um, a glass of a glass of water along with this snack, um, along with this break, or I'm going to, you know, pack my snacks at the same time that I pack my lunch, or I'm going to pack my lunch at the same time I cook dinner. Just thinking about stacking habits and pairing different behaviors with other things that you do every day are a great way of remembering to do your new habits and just incorporating them into your regular daily routine. Number four is choose an action that will help improve your sleep. Don't bring your phone to bed, dim the lights in your house, stop watching TV at 9pm. Doesn't matter what it is, find the right thing that works for you, but just pick one thing and stick to it to help improve your sleep. And lastly is get some really good awareness about your fluid intake. So how hydrated you are and how much water you're drinking and fluid you're drinking throughout the day, as well as your stimulants. So just being mindful of that caffeine intake. Beautiful. Well, just to finish off this session, if you are feeling like, gosh, that's some really great advice, but I still am feeling a little bit overwhelmed of where I need to start with my diet, then I would highly recommend booking in with a qualified nutrition professional because we really specialize in teaching you the nutrition principle, but then showing how that's going to look for you and your lifestyle and your food preferences and how you like to do food and life. So I'm going to drop a link to the Healthy Eating Clinic in the show notes. If you do want to check in with one of my team, we would be happy to help you. Otherwise, enjoy 
the rest of your day. May you combat that 3pm slump and um, yeah, hit me up on social if you've got any questions. Otherwise, we'll catch you in the next episode. A big thank you to the Capital Chemist and the Daily Dollop in crowd for their continued support of our show. We couldn't do this without them. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you love what you're hearing, please leave us a review.